here's the situation, folks. It's been a little while since I've done one of these, and uh, seeing as we're in December and the holidays are fast approaching, I thought, why not add a little holiday cheer to these intros as we count down our way into the new year? So, here goes nothing. <clears throat> Twas the first week of December, and quite monumentous in fact, for everyone jumped for joy because parking lot was back. Kate, Maggie, Elise, and Elliot, on airways so clear, thank God it's Friday. The situation, folks, is here. But this week's a little different. We're sadly missing a few. Our band was broken up. This much we can see is true. Kate and Elliot were in Jamaica, soaking in the sun. But seriously, they were working. Barely enough time to have fun. So Elise and Maggie met up to chat about Drag Race, Yellow Jackets, and more. You can certainly bet on that. So get some hot chocolate, maybe build a man of snow. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Hi. <laughs> hi, Maggie. And hi, everybody. Hello, Welcome Elise. to a very special and maybe possibly the only <laughs> episode of the Parking Lot Podcast with just me, Elise Bailey, and my good friend, Maggie Prince. Yes. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> so you're listening to just me and Maggie because our other two, our better halves, our two quarters, uh, Elliot and Kate are in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. They're on a work trip. Oh uh, yeah, quote unquote <laughs> work trip. But Quotations. I don't know. Well, I haven't heard from them this week. Have you? Uh, no. <laughs> Elliot told me that he got locked out of his room, and he was oh, like, no. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I had to climb out of Kate's balcony and onto my balcony. Are you serious? And I was like, why were you in Kate's room at night? <laughs> um, they were probably watching like the new Netflix movie with yeah, Kirsten Dunst. Like I, I feel like they were oh. doing something very wholesome. It just made me laugh because it was. Yeah. It's like 2 a.m. and he's like, sorry, I got locked out of my room and like I had to climb over like four balconies to get to mine. Oh and I was like, God. I was like, mm hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what they all say. Kate or Cade? <laughs> yeah. I've heard that one before. Yeah. I had to jump between balconies in Jamaica. <laughs> right next to the nude beach. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, that's too funny. So you and I thought that we would just sit down together, go yeah. in depth for some of you who might not know me and Maggie. This yeah. is a little bit of insight into us. We're very mysterious. We're so mysterious. People don't know anything about us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how was your week? Um, My week has been very, very uh, stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you, you feel stressed. Yeah. I just, um, I haven't like not worked one day for like the, for I don't know when the last time I, I, I guess last night I went and saw, yesterday I kind of took the day off and I went and saw a movie, but I've just been like doing commissions and I've said yes to too many. And when I think about the amount of, I have to do left, it like kind of like, <laughs> it like eats away at my heart. Um, mm. But it's all good. It's all going to get done. If you are getting a commission from me and you're listening to this right now, <laughs> do not worry. It's going to be done. Yeah, it's going to be done and it's going to look good. Like I, I, I feel happy with everything I'm doing. I'm just, I'm stressed, but it, it's good. It's just like a little marathon. It'll, it'll end December like 22nd or 23rd and then I'll be done. Nice. But yeah, uh, other than that, it's been like... Yesterday was nice. I uh, just like hung around and Danielle and I went uh, and got sushi and went to see West Side Story. Oh, which how's was that? Really, 
It was really good. Um, it was like very beautiful. It was like so well done. Um, like yeah, Steven Spielberg. Like, what do you expect? Like, it was incredible. The choreography, like the dancing, the music. It was so beautiful. How uh, was um Ansel Elgort? I heard people weren't so thrilled about him being yeah. cast. Well, I think all that stuff came out before or after he was cast. He was. He was definitely like not the most memorable part of the movie for me. And I as I was watching, I was trying pretty hard to just be like, this is a face and whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to forget who he is and like recognize the other really remarkable like actors. Like because ev- like, there was some crazy good performances in there. Like the woman who plays Anita. I forget her name right now, but she was. Oh, my God. She was like yeah uh her she was a standout and then the the guy who plays riff was incredible like the dancing the singing it was like so powerful Mm. like the the star of the show like maria she was she's like a star like she's like brand new nobody's heard of her before i think that they cast her right outside of her like high school like production of shrek (laughs) (laughs) that's an origin story (laughs) and then she had to like be in this west side story she was i think i saw this interview with her after i saw it where she was um she uh was in uh like the community production of west side story like as she was being cast and she said that she was like kind of sick of it and that community theater was like kind of boring her and she's like uh like do i really want to like do Maria and like send in this audition tape for and then she's like well yeah obviously (laughs) I want to be I have to be honest I have never seen West Side Story and I had a weird moment where I got this in In the Heights confused so I saw the trailer and I was like didn't this come out already I don't please don't cancel me but no I did not I don't know Lin-Manuel had nothing to do with this (laughs) okay yeah yeah I think I think the world needs a little bit of a, I mean, maybe I'm not, I'm not speaking for everybody or I feel like the world needs a little bit of a break from him. I feel oh, like there's been, yeah, I feel like there's been a lot, there's, there's been a lot, there's been a lot where I'm like, okay, enough. That's so funny because I, I remember all those TikToks that were yeah. coming out about like there was like the In the Heights challenges, which I realize now was like mm-hmm. people singing along to that soundtrack. Yeah. But I was like, oh, cool. What's that story? Came <laughs> oh, my out. God. Elise. <laughs> did not That's, know those are different movies. No. Uh, West Side Story is like Steven Sodenheim. It's like <laughs> classic. Like, I feel pretty. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an it idiot. I'm just, sorry, you guys. I know. Uh, I didn't do well in music theater. I mean, both they're both. They p- take place in like new york like <laughs> with people of color yeah, singing and dancing different yeah. yeah how was your week Elise? my week was good um update i don't know if you guys remember a couple months ago i told a story about how i was pretty sure that a ghost slammed my finger in a door yeah. well, my fingernail fell off oh, finally i, I had this like the day. i had this like four months of just my finger looking fucking mm-hmm. mangled and disgusting and now my fingernail completely fell off before the rest of it had grown in so it looks oh, real nasty oh my god i went <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maggie's currently inspected my finger and is like, oh my, oh my god. No, I'm obsessed. But I went to get my nails done and the I always go to the same place and the lady just took my hand and she was like <laughs> looking at it and I was like, she was like, there's literally nothing I can do on this. She was like, don't even bother. Yeah. I was like, okay. I don't want to be ugly forever. Did you ask? Were you like, can you do no. something about this? She just like... <laughs> She's really funny. She always does the same thing where, like, when she goes to soak my hands yeah. one at a time, she always takes my index finger, the one that's fucked up, yeah. and, like, places it outside of the bowl, and the Band-Aid slipped off, and she was like... <gasps> 
we're not touching that anytime soon. Yeah. And I was like, I know. <laughs> it's disgusting. And she's uh. like, what'd you do? Um, but I also, speaking of movies that came out, maybe you thought they already came out, I saw House of Gucci. Oh, you did? Oh, it was House- awful. No! Adam Driver is really having a fucking rough year. Annette and House of Gucci. What? I was like, what's he doing? Ah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Ugh. Maggie and I are also being haunted on the subject because yes. the lights keep flickering. We should not do this alone. Uh, no, and I feel like we're the two like most <laughs> easily like, startled, yeah. easily startled, <laughs> not rational. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well, fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw House of Gucci, and it was really fucking bizarre. It was like it's like Ridley Scott. It was based on a book about the mm-hmm. Gucci family. And it's it's like he, he knew the major plot points that were public that were supposed to happen, but he like did not know what happened interpersonally between them. So it like takes place from nineteen seventy eight to like nineteen ninety seven. So it covers quite mm-hmm. a lot of time. But you like don't know that time has passed. Like suddenly it'd be like from scene to scene it's been three years, but no one says it. You just kinda have to figure it out. And like Adam Driver, like he's supposed to play this like awkward kind of guy who like doesn't really fit in anywhere he wants to be a lawyer but he's part of this mm-hmm. empire and he doesn't know how to talk to gills um but he plays it like a like a child yeah. like he literally is like an eight-year-old boy who's like this a girl yucky uh-huh. <laughs> all of a sudden he becomes this man who's like i fucking hate you bitch but is still somehow so monotone through the whole thing so he goes through this crazy shift i'm not going to spoil it or like mm. obviously he's in love with lady gaga and then he like abandons their family halfway through the movie and you're like why (laughs) like what i what happened there though that made you do a complete 180 and like lady gaga and jared leto are like in their own movies both movies that i would love to see but not movies that take place in this reality of this movie it just was so weird and so tonally all over the place and like there's just no consistency from scene to scene i never knew what anybody wanted and i watched a bunch of other like in-depth analysis of the book and they cut out a lot of really important stuff so it's like they kind of just wanted to get to the point where like you know that Adam Driver's character is going to be assassinated. Mm-hmm. That's how the movie starts. So you just kind of want to lead up to why. It's like that baby thing. A lot of movies do yeah. that where they show like the last scene at the beginning and you're like, how did we get here? So it's really just that for two hours with a bunch of weird Russian and Italian accents. It feels like it should have been a TV show. Oh, like, absolutely. It should have been a TV yeah, show. It like would have been incredible assassination a TV show. Of, um, Versace. Yeah, I... I've heard weird things about it. I've heard that Gaga's performance is actually pretty good. Would you say or no? Yeah, I mean it's good. It's just not good for this movie. Yeah, like it's, it's like just it's, nobody. Nobody had the same assignment. They were all no. like, no, they didn't talk beforehand. <laughs> no, there was no rehearsals. Yeah. Like it's so strange. And like her and Adam Driver have like absolutely no chemistry. Really? So I find it weird that like, and they just play her character so weird. Where it's like you think that she's conniving and kind of like a gold digger but Mm -hmm. then sometimes she really does love him but then other times she's like no i just want the gucci name for myself and i'm like what what's your game here like i get that people can be complex but it's just very unclear what she wants and then like he hates her but like takes all her advice and fucks over his family so you're like so do you want to do that or no and then there's just some things that they completely just like fabricated like there's a tom ford becomes a part of the movie mm-hmm. at some point and they just fictionalize all these scenes between tom ford and adam driver's character that literally never happened like they never crossed paths in that way at all feels like something where it would have made more sense had the story been more like common knowledge amongst the public like i feel like oh, yeah. with the crown like they jump years mm-hmm. and hit different events and as the audience you're kind of like okay with it because most people have an understanding yeah. of 
what those events were. Like people know when like Ireland was like in basically like civil war, mm-hmm. and so you like understand what's going on there. But with House of Gucci, like oh I yeah, I don't know what the Gucci's were up to. You're a hundred percent right, and I think that's a really good comparison mm-hmm. to like the Crown is like, which is absolutely true. Like the Crown is the exact same thing. There's things that we publicly know what happened. We yeah. saw it in the newspapers, but like this is giving us the behind the scenes, which I think is exactly what House of Gucci tried to do. Um, but they just did it so weirdly. It absolutely should have been a show. And they were really going for, I guess, what The Crown did. But they just weren't as yeah. good at writing that stuff out. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was very, very boring. Huh. Did you uh, did you go to the theater alone? Or no, I went to VIP with Roz and Romy. Oh, we went on a Half cute. Price Tuesday. We went to Young and Egg where the, yeah. the like... Uh, seats fully reclined mm-hmm. I was like hell yeah uh, so that it was worth it to see it yeah. in theaters like that but also the soundtrack was really weird it just was like it just was 80s music like huh. there was no like actual score to yeah. it until the very end it just was like now we're in the 80s and you're like oh okay so this music has nothing to do with the tone of the scene cool 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 hmm. cool, cool 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 nice uh, yeah so wouldn't recommend probably watch it when it comes yeah on streaming yeah i might watch it like passively one yeah. like sunday yeah That's like bad, jared though. leto does a good job but like oh, i fucking hate him so much though but he's just like it's literally it's exactly the same as when he was the joker Ugh. we're just like he's just in a different movie yeah he's not like <laughs> acting with his co-workers like yeah. or his co-stars i guess not co-workers i mean yeah. i guess they're also co-workers but yeah, he's off in his own world. Yeah. And I guess he still is in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like him. So Adam Driver, let's try it again. So you and I had a couple topics we wanted to talk about. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to title this episode. Besides know. like abandoned in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Left behind. Um, but while we're on the topic of stuff we're watching, you and I are both watching Yellow Jackets yes. on HBO. This will be a bit of a spoiler conversation, but the show's not finished airing, so we mm-hmm. can't spoil the ending for you. We are only four episodes in, yes. so we will spoil that, I guess. <laughs> but what do you think so far? Um, I love it. Okay, like the first episode especially, like really, it like drew me in. Like when episode two, when I saw like episode two was online and like I was, it was, I got that notification. I haven't felt that way for a show in a while where I was like, oh, I got I got to watch it. Yeah, like, like I, I cannot I'm, wait. And I'm not going to like do something else while I watch it. Like I tried to watch the fifth episode today while I was working and I was like, I, I can't. Yeah. Like normally I would just do it, but I was like, I have to like I have to see the visuals. I yeah. have to watch. So I'm I love it. I love the concept. I think the concept could easily be seen as like kind of. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's been done before in certain ways, mm-hmm. but it feels really unique to me. I yeah. don't know. For those of you who haven't seen or heard of Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. it's the best way I can describe it is kind of like it's like Lost meets Lord of the Flies. Yeah. It's about this like high school high school soccer team of girls in the 90s and they're on their way to nationals and their their plane crashes in the middle of nowhere. We don't even know what state they're in, mm-hmm. but they're in like a rural forest area and it's interspliced between the past being in the 90s and then the present with some of the girls who are now adults leading their own lives. They don't have a lot of communication 
conversation with each mm-hmm. other. And so the catalyst is kind of this um, journalist wants to like write about what happened to them. And we get these flashbacks. So we know that like shit went down. Mm-hmm. We know that people died. We know that at some point they turned to cannibalism, but we don't know why or when or who, uh, which is really what the driving mystery is. And what's cool too, is that like, there's only a few of them that are still adults now that we know of at this yeah. point in the show like for all we know there's other ones that survived and they're adults somewhere mm-hmm. else or they're not we don't know uh so it's kind of like we're following this mystery but we're not following it from the perspective of the journalist who's trying to write about it we're watching this from the perspective of the three i would say so far in the show maybe four women that are still yeah. around which is melanie lewinsky, lewinsky? is yeah. that how you say lewinsky it? or lewinsky? lewinsky i don't know i think it, oh you know it's totally lewinsky we're thinking of Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, we're thinking of Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> she was in Do Not Men. <laughs> Juliette Lewis, uh, Christina Ricci, like yeah. stellar cast. And the one who plays the older version of Thaisa. Is oh, yeah, yeah. She was, she's, she's great, great as well. I, I, just, I don't know if I know her from many of them. But I've like never all, seen her star, all star cast. Like Juliette Lewis, yeah. Christina Ricci, like, yeah. Oh, my God. They're really cool. Yeah. 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 I think it's a really, it's like, you're right. It's not nothing we haven't seen before mm-hmm. and they're introducing now at this point in the show this like kind of like horror element or yeah. like ghoul element where we keep seeing this the same symbol being carved and mm-hmm. we don't know who's carving it or how long it's been there if it's one of them and like in the intro i don't know if you've ever watched it but they show that there's like yeah, this eyeless man and have you seen that oh yeah totally yeah, yeah the shout out i figured that was like something to come because yeah and yeah. Then it did come in the yeah. in the scene where um taisha taisha's character she's with her oh, grandmother yeah. oh my and she god sees him in the mirror with, with, yeah so it's like where's that going is yeah. this also like a ghoul mystery we love bagul yeah <laughs> i know part of me is like am i wanting it to turn a little sci-fi magic i don't know if i am but mm-hmm. i'm open to it yeah i'm open to it i mean like i, I would, don't need it i'd rather it's rooted in reality and yeah. just like look at how these people deal with this and their psychology mm-hmm. of dealing with this and there's also the one girl whose name i don't know in the show but she's not taking her meds and she oh keeps seeing things yeah. and they find her in the middle of the lake she's just standing there yeah I really like that. And it's so true because like if you were in that situation, like how would you react? Like Mm -hmm. some of them are like, let's fuck it. Like someone's got to show up at some point. And the rest of them are like, you know, no, (laughs) this is our life now. We have to figure out how to survive. I really don't know what camp I'd be in. I think I would be in the like survival. Like let's stay in this cabin so we're not eaten by wolves Mm -hmm. and we have a roof over our heads. But when you do that you're automatically like so much less likely to be found because mm-hmm. people are looking for like a wreckage they're not look- yeah, yeah so they're not near it yeah and they're not near it um i don't know but what do you what do you think do you, you haven't do you are you into it do you like it? i love it i, yeah. I, I okay, feel the great. same way like elliot and i started watching it and we finished the second episode and i was like so excited yeah. to watch the third one i don't know if he feels the same way that i do mm-hmm. like he likes to watch shows together and he's very much like whether I like it or not, we're going to watch it together. Yeah. Like meeting him. Like he's like, I don't care if I, this is my favorite show in the world or I couldn't give a fuck about it. Mm-hmm. We're still watching it together. Whereas I'm like, I don't care about you. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to watch this show. Yeah. Um, 
and I I really love it for Misty because like I kind of hate Misty. Misty, but I like I understand that she's mm-hmm. definitely up to some shit. Misty in the show is this like uh, very empathetic seeming girl. She mm-hmm. just wants to take care of everybody. Very maternal. Very like knows first aid, knows how to treat everybody. Like, but then also to let like dark side where somebody almost like a. Not Munch. Is it Munchausen by proxy? Yeah, where it's yeah. like you make somebody sick, so you have to take care of them. Yeah, it's a little bit of that. She's she's a there's a few very interesting characters, but I feel like she stands out both in the past and the present as like the most kind of like oh like it's Christina Ricci. I'm sure is having so much fun in her teenage. The actor who's mm-hmm. playing her as a teenager is doing an amazing job as well. Like. She's just so creepy. Like, mm-hmm. she's so creepy um, and outrageous. And I remember in the first episode, I feel like I could, like, recognize her and, like, other people I grew up with. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of, like, rec- or sometimes in myself, too, like, I recognize that kind of, like, needy, like, really wanting to be, like, accepted, mm-hmm. like, try hard, like, you're not a part of the group, but you're just, like, really trying to, like, insert yourself in the yeah. group. And then as it goes on, episode by episode, you're like, oh, no, you're like, you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're dark like sided. Sabotaging things yeah. so you can try and fix it or sabotaging things just so they stay the same. But then to that point, like maybe though that like in, in that world, if you were in that situation, your like darkest, most fucked side of yourself would yeah. probably come out. That's what I think is so interesting about her is because I'm like, she's the most like okay with the situation mm-hmm. and like trying to help everybody and like creating situations where she has to help somebody. Yeah. And I just wonder like, why? Why would you want to do that? Like, I don't know. For like the grad, for like the, the, famous the wrong word but for like the recognition yeah for like the recognition other than that like i find melanie linsky's character um in to be so like kind of like sad and pathetic but also really like there is this like toughness and like smartness about her too that you like see as the episodes go on that i just i don't know i don't know i feel like it's like, uh, maybe I'm, I'm so excited about this show because there's not that many, I feel like there aren't that many shows like this where there's just like such an array of mm-hmm. like teenage per- girl personalities. Yeah. And then also like middle-aged yeah. women like personalities. So, such diverse yeah. female casting. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I think that's what I like about this show too, is that like, it doesn't feel that forced either that like mm-hmm. these girls have to be stereotypes and tropes of like, she's the hot one. She's yeah. the emo one. Like there are like truly complex people that also we get backstory into. Like, it's not just like they're labeled as such. Like we get to see like mm-hmm. with Natalie's character, we get to see kind of like why she is the way she is, but also why certain skills she have, have developed developed and how they're useful in the situation which i think is really clever and like it is quite literal storytelling but it pays off and it furthers the story which i really like and i think also like with where the adults are now like especially melanie linsky's character like i would hate to be her when i grow up oh my god i would be so sad if that's what my life is like but at the same time her life isn't that abnormal like it's not like something you wouldn't see or might not happen you're like oh fuck yeah. So. And I feel like it's probably a reaction to like some trauma and PTSD that some people have where they just totally kind of emotionally shut themselves off and mm-hmm. just kind of move on 
just like leave it there's like yeah. you're not gonna i'm just i'm a normal person and i'm yeah. gonna be i'm gonna do normal things and have a normal family <laughs> i'm just gonna be me who's normal yeah yeah so i really like it yeah other than that um i also finished drag race uk Ooh. recently have you seen that um which season the most recent season, season no three. i have not started or finished it well tell me about it it's pretty mediocre. Oh no. Oh no. I have to say, Drag Race UK season two was, oh, I think, one of the best seasons of Drag so Race in a good. really long time. Yeah. It was incredible. So many great queens out of there. Like, it was like such a tight top four, even top three, that I was like gooped. Yeah. I was gagged. I was like, who's going to win? If any of them won, I'd be thrilled. This season, uh, not so much. In fact, I was really surprised at who won, but I was really surprised at who made the top three. But then I was like, well, who else would? Because everybody kind of sucks mm-hmm. and like doesn't have anything new to bring and it just really is that like that to me gave me a big sense of drag race fatigue just uh, being like oh we just have to hit all these beats we have to do snatch game the library has to be open there has to be a family resemblance challenge a ball with three looks one of them you have to make yourself that i just was like dreading it i was yeah. like oh, we just have to fucking get through this and i just felt like none of them were really that diverse um none of them were really that compelling they all kind of were just doing drag that we've seen before so that to me is always like eh. and like the one queen that i thought was it, you know it was like the weird mm-hmm. girl like there's always like yeah. an evie oddly sharon needles her name is charity case she has like a weird arc where i was like oh okay yeah. <laughs> i thought that could have gone better for you what was the arc um she goes home halfway through and is just like in the bottom a lot and i was like she kind of does like weird spooky mm. like spooky camp but glam it's weird when they like when reality tv shows give such a big edit to characters and you're like oh they're a main character of the show like they'll make it to the end Mm -hmm. but when they go like so soon i'm like why yeah you're like why have you made me care about this person (laughs) i'm like oh okay are you watching uh canada Uh, i have watched one episode of canada i went over to a friend's house and they were watching like the second last episode um oh the reunion no or i guess like the third last episode um and they like needed to watch it because spoilers and stuff so i was like yeah i'm happy to like sit and eat dominoes and watch canada's like i'll yeah of course um and i thought the like, coloring my big note was like the coloring was weird oh it looks so weird because yeah. it, it's like it's really like the overhead lights that we have at our studio yeah. right now it's very very like flat fluorescent, fluorescent lights i find that like Canada, a gray fluorescent it yeah weird. it does not look good it yeah. does nobody any favors it's almost like like canada feels like like the unloved child like it feels yeah. very much the way that australia felt or down under but i found that canada has the same problem that uk did this season where it's just so like again nobody remarkable i yeah. don't root for anybody annoying people like i get that there's like some annoying people that have to get somewhat far for there to be drama Mm -hmm. but you're like whatever and like at every moment i'm like i never agree with the judges i never agree with who's in the bottom i never agree with who they pick to win i just don't get it sometimes and like it's not as bad as it was last season with like the really harsh critiques but it just feels so over the top like it's like the judges being like hey hey you guys it's us the judges here we are with our challenge card we're gonna tell you about hashtag this and you're like oh (laughs) it just is so uncomfortable to watch and it's nothing feels genuine i guess is the way i'd say it it doesn't look genuine it doesn't sound genuine it's just so weird yeah. and it's, it's like a replica it's like someone's following the format but not even doing it well i feel like 
yeah, I feel like Drag Race everywhere just needs to like take like a little like give us <laughs> give us like six months at least because there are I think we've already like we're meeting the queens for the new US Ugh, season. I don't even think I'm gonna watch but, it. Um, my friends Matt and Simon, who I were watching, who I was watching with, I was like, oh, like who should I root for? Like, because it was like final four or something like that, or final five, and they were they had the same feedback. They were like, I don't like the person <laughs> we kind of liked went home last week. Like, I yeah. I don't care. And that's exactly. Yeah. I feel exactly the same they're like, way. They're all they're. It's so meh. It's so meh, and like every week I like forget who they are. I'm like, oh right, you. I forgot yeah. your name already. What do you do again? Well, I there's forgot. There's a few who like look very similar. I yeah, like, they all look very similar. Yeah. And the most recent episode was the reunion. They haven't, as as of us speaking, they haven't mm-hmm. aired the finale yet. But uh, they do a reunion that like I was so excited. I love reunion episodes. Like just getting the tea. But again, it was so disingenuous like immediately the judges are like so tell us what you think about this person they're like oh shit are we doing this now and then they just all praise each other for like 15 minutes being like i love the way that you do this you're so beautiful oh my god i can't believe you overcame this i'm so inspired i was like shut up call somebody a bitch (laughs) i feel like drag sorry canada's drag race season one was like looking back it feels like more of a gem than it ever did because Mm -hmm. remember a few months ago when they shared their like very overdue reunion yeah and there was like some it was the production was like nice Mm -hmm. um and it also like there was some drama there was like some confrontations like and it was it was like some real life friendships were like yeah that's what Canada's Drag Race should be because it's such a small community the other thing watching it I was like there's no Toronto Queens there's some in the, in that like the four oh the I can't remember four. where anybody's from at this point I know a bunch of them are from Vancouver yeah yeah maybe they're oh yeah you're right there's three are from Vancouver or two or something and one's from Ottawa I feel like that's a weird choice because I feel like half of the drama of the first season was like the Toronto inter, girls like yeah. the intertwined relationships with the Toronto girls and there I feel like there's so many yeah I I feel that I I guess it's just that like there is drama but it's just not satisfying and it's overshadowed by niceness which is like kind of ironic yeah (laughs) i want it to be like the other way around yeah and then like they they all like throw shade at each other but no one like takes it like they're all like okay bitch okay go (laughs) off and then like someone else throws some shade they're like oh i can't believe you said that one that was so mean (laughs) you're like wow Uh sick uh so uh, also if you skip it I don't. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, <laughs> this is a really bad. I haven't review. been sold. Yeah, I haven't been sold on the past like few. It like Australia people told me I could skip that, and I'm not. I don't think I'll go back to it. Uh, Canada season two, UK season three. I, I'm sorry. I think I'm skipping all three. Yeah, I think I might even skip US. Sorry, RuPaul. Whoa, sorry about it. That's big. Yeah, I might. I mean, who yeah. knows? But I might. So other than TV keeping us busy, as you mentioned in your week, you're working pretty hard on commissions. Mm-hmm. And my first question I had when you were talking about that is like, in your mind, is there ever a way that you could offload some of your work to someone else? Like, is this always going to be a 100% Maggie Prince enterprise? Or is there any way that someone else could help you with your work? Yeah, I feel like, but that would, I feel like the stuff that people would help me with would all be like assistant work, which won't happen for years and years, I think, when I'm able to afford somebody to like go to the post office for me <laughs> so I don't have yeah. like traumatic post office situations like I did today. What happened at the post office? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> I've been going to the same post office like almost like pro- like at least once every three weeks for the past year 
um, and I use the same envelopes to send out my like commissions and my prints. Like, and it's, I do it regular mail because when you do it by package, it's like, it's like, it's like a $13 versus like $3. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a big deal. So I like had like a bunch, I had like 10 packages to send out today before I met Elise and I'm already stressed out because of life. And I went there and I like understand that the post people are like stressed right now because it's Christmas and everybody wants to like send out their presents and stuff or like return stuff. But I was like, they like pretended not to know me. I was like, what are you doing? I handed them my envelope and I was like, okay, like I want to do these all regular mail and then I just need packaging for this one. And they were like, oh, regular mail? Like this isn't going to fit. And they like, I was like, what? What are you like, talking what about? about? I was like, I, I, I've, I've done it every single time I go here. And they were like, go here. Like, <laughs> you have to go here. They were like, you, they were like, have you, they were like, I've never seen you. And I was like, <laughs> Like tr- literally said that to me, and I was like, "What on earth?" Gas. I was gatekeep girl boss. Yeah, I was like, I I feel like in normal circumstances I could handle it, but I was like, literally, my eyes were welling up. I was like, because there was like a huge lineup behind me, and I was like, I don't know what to do because I know that they've accepted this as regular mail for the past year, and it fits through the like th- their measuring thing. It's just like a millimeter off. She like one of them was literally like I've never seen your face before and I was like what why are you being so mean like I feel like we have a rapport like I I have to go here I've seen a picture of your kids yeah (laughs) I feel like we've had like funny moments together oh my god Um, and they were just like you've done this here and I was like yes I've done it here and then I was just like this awkward silence and then being like, well, you, if you've done it in the past, I guess you can do it now. And I was like, well, okay. I'm and I was like, I like felt myself being on like the locks and like the service part of it, but yeah. being, I didn't want to be difficult. So I was like, well, if this is like not going to work, then I like, don't, I like, I was like, I don't want to do anything wrong. And they were like, well, have you done it before? And I was like, okay, then, cause I'm not prepared to drop like over a hundred dollars to send some stuff like yeah it, it would be that's insane like it would it would be the price yeah anyways it's all fine i met up with elise i didn't cry <laughs> it was okay Close but to i have to like go there tomorrow to send something else and i like don't want to go anymore i oh think i'm God. gonna like walk a mile to the other <laughs> post office now but anyways i would hire somebody to do that for me eventually <laughs> go through that for you yeah every day they're just gaslit by the mail people I you've know. never been here before yeah I, was, I like was i think by the end of it she like kind of recognized me and that's why she was like oh like yeah no fine sure <laughs> i was like what are you doing why are you guys like following the rules all of a sudden that's so awful um, yeah i don't know what what else i would have what i could like offload to people i think like also I've thought about getting an agent. That's a good idea. Yeah. I just, I, I have to like really think about whether or not I'm ready. Cause you have to, you have to pay for an agent. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't know. I have to look into it, but yeah, I have to look into like whether it's worth it because I feel like once this month is over, the demand for commissions will probably just, I'll probably get one for like once a month mm-hmm. and it won't be, it won't be enough. So, and I, I want to kind of like expand my like client cause I have like a few people that I do regular work for, mm-hmm. but I like don't think that's enough. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I feel like and also agents like deal with money, which yeah. I'm fucking terrible with. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so bad at it. Like, I've only now in the past couple months. No, it's been about like three or four months where I've I have like a like a script for my like <laughs> quote. Yeah. So I'm not just being like, oh, well, you're a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. So like, I'll do this price for you. But now it's just like a hit and send. And I'm like, this is what I do. This is the process. But yeah, I feel like negotiating. That's a great, that's like a really, really integral step. Like knowing your worth and like putting your foot down for it. Being like, this is how much it costs. It's been, yeah, it's been, it's felt good. Especially like this round, like last Christmas, I like worked my ass off and like didn't get that much money because I didn't like charge that much. But so it feels like the the like intense work of this month feels okay because Mm -hmm. I'm like being paid an appropriate amount of money for it. So that's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should definitely look into getting an agent. And I think that like kind of being able to field what you want, what you have time to do and what you can do, Mm -hmm. I think is like a very good start. I mean, I don't know how agents work in this kind of field. Like I'm even surprised in my industry learning how many people have agents for things. And I'm like, what? I thought just like talent and directors have agents, but that's like not true. (laughs) So I was like, Like, oh, wow. Like who else has agents? Like Like, script coordinators have agents. mm. The writers have agents like uh the the assistant directors have agents like they have these people that find them this work and kind of deal with that for them which makes sense now but i just like never thought about it i never thought that like these are people like online being like how do you expand your work um that's a good question right now like i feel like in my kind of my like square brain I can only kind of see me and myself doing Mm -hmm. it um I think I could like collaborate with people in terms of like writing and illustrating because I am not a great writer so like in I feel like collaboration Mm -hmm. is such a good way it's like a definite um I don't know like I I know Elliot and I have talked about like potentially working together one day and I would like love that deeply because I feel like we have um, I mean, I guess we already kind of work together, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but like in I feel like we have very um, compatible like aesthetics mm-hmm. um, and I feel like we have like I feel like we I don't know I feel like it would have to be a very particular person yeah I get that I hope you the best (laughs) during this holiday time I think about that all the time and I'm like I wish I could like offer you help and then I'm like I what in the world could I do that would help you I'll I'll color in these sweaters (laughs) (laughs) and then if I fuck it up you have to do them again (laughs) I guess it's because like to me what you do feels so finite it's like once you've Mm -hmm put that paint on the paper there's like no going back yeah (laughs) and that that in itself gives me so much anxiety about what you do that like i can't (laughs) you get used to it like it used to terrify me so much and even still like sending so like i do like initial sketches for people like yeah i do initial sketches then i send them out and i ask for feedback and even sending that initial sketch still like like eat I'm like mm-hmm. oh I like send it and then I like, throw my phone across the room <laughs> and then like four hours later I look and they're like love it great or like can you just change this one thing and I'm like oh God. sigh but it used to it, it's gotten better like the there's a lot of it feels like way 
I feel like with your job as well, like I feel like there's so many things that are not as high stakes as they feel like yeah. the, the world isn't ending yeah but it feels you're like I I don't know yeah if do you feel that yeah I feel like that all the time like um it, it's hard to give yourself that context yeah. to step back to be like it literally no part of the world is mm-hmm. going to be affected by you not doing this quickly or this not being done all the way which is kind of the stress of at least in your immediate environment knowing like if this isn't right, then this isn't right. Then this is going to be too long. Then this is going to go over and you just like start to fall apart. Um, (laughs) I'll come back to that later. So you, um, sending people the initial sketches, like, is that step one of your commission process? Like how many things do you show people along the way? Will you do it for them? Depends on like what they send me in their initial, in their initial email, because some people are very like specific in what they want and have this whole grand idea and have like paragraphs of like step by step by step they've already sent me their photos but then there's like a lot of people who are like i don't i'm not an artist i don't know what to do like here can you just figure it out and i'm like yeah sure whatever um love to so i just get them to like tell me what they want send some reference pictures i give them a quote then yeah and i do an initial sketch they give me feedback i'll do an updated sketch Hopefully that one will work. If it doesn't, then I'll go back and do another initial or like I'll do another updated sketch. And then I kind of just go off on my own and do it. Mm. And then I'll like show them the final product. In the time frame that it takes to do that, like, do you say like, please give me feedback within like 48 hours? And then if they Mm. have like or if they keep coming back to the changes, do you include in your price like you can have up to like three drafts? Oh, that's a good idea. (laughs) Um, No, I don't really, because typically people are like not shitty. Yeah. Like (laughs) I've, okay, well, I won't go into too much detail. This person will never watch this, but, um, or listen to this, I mean, but I've had, there's only really been like one commission where I had to completely start over or like, It was just like so there were so many updates. It was frustrating because it didn't have to do with like I was doing everything in my opinion right. It's just like things kept on changing. Mm. And that 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 was like this past summer. And I think I just like didn't want to deal with it. So I didn't charge her for like the time that it should have been. I don't know. There's like a lot of instances where if I was truthful about the amount of time it took me to do, it would cost like triple the, mm-hmm. the amount like most things would cost way more than it actually is which is I don't know something I'll I don't know but I also <laughs> feel like I need to be reasonable with prices if I yeah. want people to but I think that like having like a revision fee I think it's like yeah. you know like there's that TikTok thing that's like it costs this much because it takes me fucking yes. hours I love that one <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I've like, seen that one that it's like true that it's like every like for them it's like oh just change this one thing but it's like well you're paying me for my process and yeah. in my process this is going to take a long time yes and that's just essentially like work I'm doing for free like if yeah. you worked at walmart they wouldn't be like hey can you stay for four extra hours and we're not gonna pay you because the shipment just came in and you'd be like no hi labor board (laughs) so i feel like when you work for yourself and you're working on that kind of stuff it must be very different to kind of like Mm -hmm. build those boundaries around your time and your compensation for it absolutely like i feel like i should like play a recording of what you just said (laughs) with every like initial email i feel like 
I've had conversations like that with my dad recently because he's he does catering. And mm-hmm. so in a way, it's like kind of a similar like freelance. Oh, absolutely. And we I feel like we've formed this kind of like thing recently, recently where I feel like I'm somebody who like understands what he's yeah. talking about. He's like, oh, yeah, like if only like if only these guys knew how much like I this I'm charging them because it's also there's people who I've been doing commissions for for like two years now who in two years ago I charged very little and mm-hmm. it's really like tough to like give an updated like price which is this year I had to figure out how to do that because I was like I cannot do this for that small amount so I had to like figure out how to like word I ended up being like this is what I charge now but because like I I gave like a happy medium of like this is what mm-hmm. I'm char- like inflation just, like, pretty yeah, much just, like, living yeah, goes inflation up. and also just like just so it's not so much of a shock you're still I'm still gonna give you a little bit of a deal but then like mm-hmm. just so you know you're getting a deal I think that's fair and I think that like like working with Elliot's dad and catering for the little bit that I did it was like crazy people would order these like hors d'oeuvres and they have a minimum they're like you have mm-hmm. to order x amount and then they're this much per thing and everybody'd be like what what the fuck is your, you're just putting this on this like why is this so expensive Ugh. and it's like well it's the literal time that it takes to like do that and then do that 48 times and then package it nicely and then like yes of course you're you think that you're just paying for the ingredients and that you're just simply assembling them but it's the time that like yeah. yes you could buy paint and some paper and it would be like five dollars but your time that it takes to make what they want like that's what you're paying for yeah. and i feel like yeah catering is like the same thing where people just like they don't understand they're like i can buy these things at the grocery store why is it this much more expensive for you to make it and it's like because i'm making yeah, it because i like know <laughs> what i'm doing I'm, I'm that's where you're hiring me i'm like an expert yeah i don't I find that that's so insane. But then on the other side of it, though, like when we think about like actors and things, you're like, oh, yeah, of course, you're going to pay them through the roof for that. They're acting in it. Yeah, (laughs) that's yeah, that's so true. Like when you think about it with actors, right. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, of course, you're willing to pay this much for this person to do it because they are acting like when we were going through casting, it was like crazy what a difference would make to be like, we want this person to do this. Oh, well, that's going to be triple the amount than for this person to do it. Doing the exact same amount of lines as you might say it but just you're paying literally for this person to do it versus that person to do it which is like and like everything is so rigidly and regimentedly documented like that's been i think one of the most overwhelming things we learned about it in school but like Mm -hmm. now it's well what union are they in well how when did they start well when did they actually start working with the union because like each of those things factors into how much they get paid and when so if we go over time it's like you have to pay this person six dollars for every 18 minutes and you pay that person 27 dollars for every hour and then you pay that person four dollars every five minutes that you go over and it all has to do with just the union they're in the fringes they get which are like the little extra things like you know is it a wednesday night is it a holiday is it you know did they forget to brush their teeth that day (laughs) (laughs) so many things you have to pay for and it's just like mind-boggling and like that's the part of this industry that i'm starting to realize like i don't love (laughs) i can see that why other people hire certain people that are like so focused to do that but then as you were saying about like taking a step back is like then it almost makes me laugh where i'm like oh my god this is so inconsequential sometimes like how did we even get to this point where it's like we're we're fracturing like factoring like rounding up to six minutes being like 
did they finish at 5.56 or did they finish at 5.57? Because that's a difference that of dollars that matters. Damn. Does that like mind boggle you because you look at the way um, that this industry like does their payment and does it just like not make sense? Like, is it you're like, how did they get here? This makes no sense. Or I mean, it does makes it, sense. Does it make sense? To, yeah, is like it- I, I do see how we got here. But then it also you realize just like how much bickering must happen yeah. for that to like, I don't I mean, I don't know a lot about other industries, but mm-hmm. I've just never really heard of such a thing. Like when we worked in catering. Yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as that. Like I, I've had a lot of corporate jobs where it was like, did you work an hour overtime? OK, here's You're your good. hourly yeah. rate this for is- your one hour overtime. And is that for like actors or is that for for everybody? everybody? It's like like including you? Not including me because I'm not in a union and I don't Mm. have an agent. Mm. Oh, yes. (laughs) But a lot of people in the unions, like a lot of our crew are like that. And it was like literally a difference of like, okay, well, if we go over this time and we have these people on set working, it's going to cost this much. But if we had done this on a different day where we were in a different place and there were different people, it would be less. And so that I don't love, Yeah. <laughs> but I am really enjoying like right now, as I've mentioned, we're in editing, which I wasn't originally going to stay on for, for this job. Um, but they asked me to stay and you know, they were very, um, I guess to go back to negotiating, they were mm-hmm. like, this is what we're willing mm-hmm. to do for you to stick around for this. And I've never liked editing when I was in school. I fucking hated it. I dread it just cause like, as I was saying about with you with paper and paint, yeah. To me, it feels like when you fucking like delete something, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Like, it's put, <laughs> too high stakes. Yeah. You put something in the wrong place. Uh, you, you can't go back. A recipe for like a meltdown. Yeah, exactly. In the of your you, week. you delete something, you close it, it's gone for life. Uh-huh. Like, ugh. And even when I was in school, there was somebody who had like a hard drive that got fucked up and they lost an entire project. And I was like, ah, yeah. So, no, 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 thank you to editing. But, um, and working with Zero One too, like a lot of people at Zero One are very editing savvy Mm -hmm. or like have an interest in that which I don't so I was always just like in awe of them and I've started to understand what it takes to get something done but I don't know what it literally takes to sit there and do it well I could never do that my boss not to throw him under the bus but is also the same way (laughs) not interested in the process of editing respects it knows it needs to be done and is very good at it but could not like sit down and Mm -hmm. literally drop and drag and drop stuff into the timeline so it's cool to watch him do this and like seeing how your brain has to process information like we'll watch the same sketch six times in a day but each time he's watching for something different and then we'll go through and we'll review it with somebody and he's like oh uh, actually you should bring that music in two beats sooner because uh when Gulad opens his mouth and he says that in frame eight it doesn't line up well we're getting ahead of the joke and oh, you're wow. like whoa <laughs> you know and then you'll watch it again he'll be like no 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 we came off the sky too high the sky the color temperature is off make sure that we you know when we're doing our 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 mix and our uh, color. We need to fix that. I'm like, I've seen that 18 times and I never, ever noticed. Finish that person's joke in their mouth. Give it five more frames. And it's like literally the difference of someone being like, oh, and you're like, oh, wow, that makes a whole, it's like, it's paying attention to the things that you're not going to pay attention to when you watch it. And that like blows my mind. Cause I'm like, I just want to get to like the good jokes, the funny thing, the payoff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that doesn't exist unless you're paying attention to these like really nitty details. Yeah. It has I find to that all so work. interesting. Yeah, because if you're if you can't get to that joke properly, like it's like it all. Yeah, it just, yeah, like, it just falls, falls apart. apart. And like, and then also like in the writing of it, right? So like, how you set up 
a scene and the way that the dialogue is going to hit and all that. Yes, that's very basic. And we know that. But it's how you're going to categorize that the sequence you're going to do it in, how much time you give to each of them, how and then also doing the math of like, well, how many lines did this person have? Well, how many lines did this person have? Okay, well, this person was on screen for this much. So if they say that joke, that doesn't really pay off because they weren't in that scene for that long. And just thinking about something like that, which I know is very specific to sketch comedy, Mm -hmm. but it just blows my mind. And like, I would never seek out sketch comedy, I would say. <laughs> I saw Jameson Miller a little while ago and she was like, oh, you're in sketch. Of course you would be. I was what? like, I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, Jameson. But also I was like, I didn't really seek this out. Like it just kind of happened. I, I think I would work with them no matter what they were working mm-hmm. on, whether it be sketch or drama or whatever. I don't think I'm at a point now where I can choose what kind of category I want to be in. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, I only want to work on sci-fi Westerns. Like I'm going to take whatever I can get. But I think there is something really valuable in the way that this process is because it's like making 80 short films. And they're all different and they all have to seem different. They can't be exactly the same. Oh, I'm sure that's like great training. I'm sure it like translates to other genres other than like, yes, sketch comedy is like very specific, I'm sure. But with all those like minuscule decisions that you have to make and those beats that you have to hit like i'm i'm sure it, that like translates to like like a jump scare in a horror movie like i, f- yeah. I feel like it all kind of yeah it, all... it, it has a payoff and like even like we have some musical sketches and then we'll have a sketch where somebody sings a little ditty mm-hmm. and it's like do you put those back to back because that's this person singing and then that's this person singing again does that break the illusion even though they're playing two separate characters are you then going to associate that that person whenever they're a sketch is going to do oh. that there's so much to think about yeah and then it's like stuff that i'd be like where again i'm like this doesn't matter who's gonna fucking know it It doesn't matter but then you watch it and it's like that's the difference of an episode that made me laugh out loud Mm -hmm. every time versus something that i just kind of sat through bored yeah you have to like take yourself out of it and watch it as like an audience member but also be in it and like i don't know that's 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 cool i feel like so what i gather is that the editing process has like caught you off guard a little bit. Yeah. And like, again, I'm not in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. And I'm not that involved in it. Like my Mm -hmm. day to day job is really to sit with my boss while he goes through the sketches either on his own or with the editor. Mm -hmm. And I take down the notes and I kind of have to translate them for the editor to make sense. You know, like, Oh, take that hat off. We can get out of that. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I need to go back, find the time code, be like, take this person's hat off of this. Like, you know, we don't Mm -hmm. need to see them taking their hat off, cut from here and then go straight into that joke like doing that and kind of making sense of it which is also a really big communication skill for me because it's so different when you say that to somebody and you're watching it but then when they do that note five hours later and they've Mm -hmm. talked to six other people and all they see is they wrote down you know take out the hat joke what does that mean when where so being able to translate that into a way that makes sense and is like evergreen no matter how many times you go back to it or who's going back to it they like understand that And so, yeah, so I've really enjoyed that in a way. And also then like seeing things happen that you decided because, you know, my boss calls me the resident millennial. So (laughs) whenever there's like a joke that he doesn't get, he's like, did you find that funny? I'm like, yeah, he's like, okay, millennial humor, (laughs) I guess. And, you know, and like sometimes we'll watch something and he watches me to see if I laugh, which is hard because sometimes I'm like, I know what's about to happen, but you still kind of do have to respond to what's different. Mm So I, I enjoy that. And then like, I'll make a note like, oh, I think that that would be better if it went here. And then I see that happen or I'll be like, we should make a note that like this banner should say this or wow. when they're texting in this conversation, we should add a text that says that. And then you see that and you're like, damn, it sounds like that. through this, you're becoming like you're already like quite a decisive person, but 
it sounds like with Bruce specifically, like you're like you're becoming so you you have to become so decisive in like every like and yeah. that's so valuable, especially for like what you want to be doing with your yeah. life. Like you need to be kind of like have that judgment, trust that judgment and like make those decisions and communicate them in terms that like make sense to like a few different people yeah you can't dwell on it like that's the one thing i've really learned is that like you can try something and then try it again that's fine but you have to try it the first time you can't be like oh maybe that would be good no well it makes sense because this no maybe i'll do that one no which we do do a lot but at the same time then it's like well then just try it let's just see what that looks like let's see what happens if you know we adr this joke like Mm -hmm. we're doing um a sketch right now where there's just like we realized in writing, as I was saying, that it didn't really make sense. It it made sense on the paper, but when we actually put it together, it just doesn't work the same way. So we're realizing we need to do a lot of voiceover. And so mm-hmm. it's literally a lot of like our editor just recording into his microphone, saying these different lines of dialogue, even though he's not the actor yeah. in it, and just trying it and being like, does that make sense? No, that makes less sense. Two steps back. Oh, what if we cut out that joke and then put it in front of here and then have that line of voiceover? Wow. Oh, that makes sense. And it's like this big visual puzzle that I myself could mm-hmm. never put together. I would never think about these things. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about someone who's had like 30 years of comedy mm-hmm. experience and I'm not funny. <laughs> just, you You're know, very funny. Just like seeing that and being like, what an interesting way of thinking about like humor yeah. and storyteller and narrative. It gives me a lot more appreciation for really smart writers. Yeah. I think there's a lot of really smart directors and there's people that can do a lot with what's on the page, but also being smart enough to, to put those things down and mm-hmm. make sure that somebody picks them up I think is really really cool I feel like it makes it more clear when you watch um not so good television show where it's like in season two and it's not consistent and like maybe a few years ago you would have been like oh, okay like this is just a team but now you're like okay like this is just <laughs> bad writing like uh, yeah. yeah like well, I, it, they it didn't think you, about this it always makes me wonder like how did this many people say yes like how yeah. many people are just like suck asses that just want to appease one person in the ladder they're like yeah yeah, yeah everything you do is great <laughs> sure and oh, how many so many. and how many people like just truly have bad judgment like i watched the uh the first episode of the sex in the city reboot oh my God. and i was like i cannot believe oh that this God. many people sat down in a room and were like yes yes Oh yes, yeah. that's what Danielle and yes. I was. Danielle and I were talking about that last night because I haven't watched it yet. But she was telling me about like she was like quoting a conversation that happens, I guess, on this like radio show that was basically the podcast. The podcast, yeah, where it was just so like ri- boomers writing about oh, like boomers trying to have a woke conversation. Yeah, like, hey, I'm the re- my name's Karen. I'm the resident like straight woman. <laughs> yeah, they literally. Hello. Introduce themselves like that. They're like, I'm the non-binary person of color, and yeah. you can tell that like the writers were like, non-binary person of color. Do they need a name? No, just just say no. that. Okay, this representation, and then they Check. all like they all literally say like, I'm representing a straight male. I can't represent all of them, but I'm representing them in this room. And you're like, ah, What's it's going just. On? And then it's, uh, I we could do a whole episode yeah. about that fucking one episode, but it's just like. It's also knowing your audience, which is what I'm learning, too, is that, like, mm-hmm. who is this for? Who's yeah. supposed to watch this and enjoy this? Because that show, no clue. Yeah. <laughs> who is? No idea who's supposed to enjoy Sex in the City reboot. 
Because, like, you'd think it's, I guess, women that were watching it in the 90s and 2000s that have now, that are now, like, similar ages to the cast. But I feel like we're, like, the cutoff. Yeah. Because I feel like, I don't, did you watch Sex and the City? I did, but I watched it in college. Like, my mom watched it when it was coming out, and Mm -hmm. I was, like, I don't know, 10, so I wasn't watching it. But then I watched it, like, all through college. I watched all six seasons. So I, like... It, it for me it felt nostalgic because mm-hmm. it was like oh that's what like new york was like in the yeah. late 90s like i was like what a time to be alive <laughs> you could get away with so much but now it's like done the inverse where it's like these people are so out of touch yeah <laughs> like, oh. what who who speaks like this i don't and understand how dare they think that we want a tv show without samantha like just yeah. don't even fucking do it like what are you doing and then the explanation for samantha being gone is pretty much like she's a bitch Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's so transparent. Like I, I understand. Like I've heard good things about Sarah Jessica Parker. I, she's probably like a nice person in this situation, and Kim Cattrall is probably, I don't know. I've heard that she's kind of an asshole, but I like Samantha. I want Samantha. I don't make a show without her. I don't care. I know, but then it's also like it's like the same problem with Friends, where it's like I don't want to see this story yeah. later. I want to see that story in the time when it's specific in the context that's giving to it matters i don't care about these people 30 years later i don't understand that but anyway so this this experience has given me a lot more like insight into shows because before it was a lot of like this show's bad this show's good Mm -hmm. but like now i feel like i have a little bit more detail into like why did they do that Mm -hmm. and having a bit more insight into how that process went i'm by no means a tv making expert (laughs) and i never really thought i would want to work in tv so soon but um it definitely makes me excited though to see how other types of shows are made like long-form drama like how you're gonna even lay that out like a job that really interests me but i'd never want to do is the assistant director whose job it is is to pretty much like break down what you need to shoot and like when and where and how and for how long and with who and (laughs) does all of that (laughs) so like when you see like the like the parodies of a movie set like the other person who's like all right uh, rolling like get it together (laughs) you know like everybody quiet to get this shot yeah Yeah. that's them and i find that so fascinating i could not do it it's so it looks so stressful and it's so and we had a great ad on our show who uh was also like a a guest speaker for me at humber but anyways he was just so calm and cool and collected when things were like fucking falling apart Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was like what a cool guy i could not do that i could not like keep my cool and i know it's not often that you have somebody that can be chill yeah. and get that job done i didn't really describe what i do in a day oh yeah what do you what do you do in a day at least? well i was just gonna say it's not really that interesting oh, well, <laughs> i mean mine's not really that interesting either what i do in a day is a lot of just like answering and answering emails you're really good at it and then writing emails i thank you and i appreciate that but i still all the time i'm like I probably write an email and then I don't send it for at least an hour because I read it six times. Then the moment I press send, I'm like, fuck, there's a typo. Oh, yeah. Or shit, I, that wasn't clear. Yeah. But the difference is like the just waiting one hour versus like a whole 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to wait in it, a day. <laughs> just, yeah. um, if I sent a Zoom yeah. link like three days later. <laughs> well (laughs) thank you so much for stopping by our abandoned parking lot where me and maggie were left behind um don't keep it loose keep it really tight yeah keep it tight keep it tight we love you bye bye i wonder if anybody will ever listen to this or if this will be when people like oh like throw their headphones off
Oh, Lisa and Maggie. My oh. least favorite. Who's, whose favorite is Kate and Elliot? Yeah, right. Uh, a lot of people are, are Kate and Elliot. It's really upsetting. I'm I like, know. oh, okay. I had somebody say to my face that their favorite was Elliot. And really? that they only like when Elliot talks. And I was oh my like, God. I... <laughs> that's, cool. That's wild. Like, people really do have favorites. Because, like, my, like... Like, like, yeah, like I shouldn't name names, but um, <laughs> I shouldn't call people out. <laughs> shouldn't call people out, but my own sister is like Kate's my favorite. And yeah, a I'm lot like, of people really like Kate, and yeah. I was like, okay, I'm here too. <laughs> yeah, I'm also here. What's our new sign-off slogan? It's not keep it oh, loose. Um, uh, I have no clue. <laughs> Elliot, I don't Elliot and Kate had this like back and forth about it. Now it's like, have a good day or something. I um, love you. <laughs> I should really know what it is. Um, like, that's all, man. That's all. That's all we have for you today. <laughs> I'll see you next week. This is goodbye from us. Um, hope you've had a good hour listening to us. Maybe I should do it again. <laughs> Watch Kate leave all of this in. <laughs> I'm seeing like, what, what's our podcast called again? Bye. Um,